Hi there, folks. Thank you for joining me. Please do hit the like, subscribe, follow button, whatever it is out there, and leave comments. But yes, do let me know if this is a really great episode for you. This is a rundown and review of some of the things that I thought have helped through this year that is 2022. So it is a kind of summing up. And in it, I do talk to you as if this is a video, but it's not. It's just a podcast. Um, but I did try and record myself at the same time. And in it, I've also spoke about a number of different hardware and software kind of things that I think have helped me um, along my journey. So there are key um, bits of hardware and software that have happened recently, um, along with a quick story about YouTube Shorts and how that's impacted me on me recently. There are probably a million other things in here, but I thought I'd cover a, a no-holds-barred attitude to just talking about what I felt were the biggest um enablers that have allowed me to do things throughout 2022 um so i want to say merry christmas from the bottom of my heart i hope you're going to have a wonderful new year uh and a wonderful christmas but here is my noel's bard kind of podcast on some of the key bits that have helped me through the year 2022 Hi there, folks. Thank you for joining me. Today, I really wanted to do a, a kind of an overview, I suppose, um, on how I think things are going with um, the kind of content I've got. And I thought this would be really smart to do this as a video slash podcast. And it would just save me time because it's kind of one of those situations where I should be doing a bunch of other stuff. But I've actually at the same time slowed down and broken down for Christmas. So as we are ending uh, this year of 2022, I thought it'd be really nice to uh, get some video content that's really good. And um, my apologies for making a sound on the microphone there. But the, for the video qualities, I have got my GoPro, which the GoPro Hero... I should know this and I don't. The he Black Hero 9. And I didn't get the 10 or the 11 because um, the 11 wasn't out. But actually the 10 was quite expensive. And I wanted the video for other reasons. As well as, generally speaking, my 1080p here on this uh, MacBook Pro 2018 is a touch bar. So it's a really good, it's like a three grand computer. And I have this bit of technology that's really, really wonderful. And... I've had it for a number of years, but this year has been the year where I've really used it for creating content. And I think that's been really interesting um, because I've noticed the camera across the top just doesn't quite give me that 1080p. It feels like it's not 720, like it's better than that, but really not the quality that I need. So that's where the GoPro camera came in. So this year has allowed me to do more video because I've just felt a lot happier with how I can just sit down, get down, I can go, right, I can do this. And then I sort of noticed that the, the microphone stuff that was going on with my computer and the microphone bits that were coming on with my GoPro were okay. And actually the GoPro stuff was really good, but 
then I started to watch and listen to um, other people online doing various bits of amazing, outstanding con content. And I'm just thinking, what's going on? So then uh, this is where we get to this year. I've also bought myself a Rode microphone, which actually in general are quite expensive. So I wouldn't suggest that you get these things unless if you need them or there's a really very good reason for them. Because if you add up the technology that I've got, um, 3,000, what, 400 and another 100. So 3,500 pounds worth of stuff. Um, it's better to drip these things in as and when you need it. And the iPhone that I've got, actually I'm paying as a contract. So this year I also got uh, a new iPhone. I had an iPhone, um, it's telling me my Beats, which I got as a present is um, running down on battery. But this iPhone 13, I've got a clear case on it and it's really quite nice. And what I experienced was that I was using um, Apple Pay. So I was making payments and things like that. But to be able to check my bank and to update things, there was an issue. So I had to buy um, a slightly higher costs rate of repayments every month for um, the iPhone 13 mini. And I got the mini because it's mini don't like the big ones. I prefer the phone I had, which was iPhone 7. So to adjust to a similar size, the, the 13 mini was the one for me. So the, if you've got a decent enough phone, um, most phones are decent, to be honest. Um, you can have apps on there that record audio. But despite the audio there, I really felt like having a separate one was needed. And the reason for that was because then to get that off the phone was interesting. But what I need to do actually is buy a cable that goes from the the road to my phone, um, which I thought I did, but apparently Rode have its, has its own special. And I think I've got a separate podcast or video somewhere that talks about USB-Cs. And I'm sure you'll come across these new developments in the new year because They'll, that's when they'll unfold in 2023. And I could see that I needed these bits. So I've kind of gradually built them in, in a way. What I'm starting to hear right now also is that um, my computer actually, through the, the Road Connect and through OBS and other softwares, the temperature was heating up. So my reason for not doing sound on there um, was because I wasn't sure about the GoPro and I could see other people online had quality microphones like the Rode, but on a cost-effective front, why not just use my phone or the, the GoPro or my computer? Well, right now, things are overheating over here and I can hear it and I don't know if you can, but the Rode is a directional kind of microphone. So it will pick up a lot of little squeaks and bumps, but it's, uh, I forgot what the name is, but it's, there's a special word for it, but it's like a boom or a instant kind of grab and go sort of word, but it's also known as um, a directional microphone, which means that when it's pointing up in the air, it's going to be picking up my sound. And if I put myself more directionally, sort of directly into it and I speak directly into it, it will pick up the volume. Um, the, the, the more you get further away, so the, the further away I am down here, you, you probably feel like I'm, I'm further away because I am, and it really does reflect. When you're doing that on my computer, regardless of my phone, my computer's usually near, um, you tend to get 
this issue of overheating and the fan comes on and when the fan comes on then what you get is this white noise and this hiss and actually I was getting that anyway um, to some degree and what I don't want to do is go into audition and um, have to take that out um, so that was a really big thing for me was to kind of say okay I need something that just records grabs what I want it to be and then just does it and I think that was really really important I think one bit of kit that I've not got and I'm sort of noticing um, through this video replay that I, I had reasonable lighting from natural light, but actually um, what I needed to do was close that down completely and just have a ring light. So I do actually have a ring light as well. And I think that's kind of the nuts and bolts of all of the equipment that I have and I think this year having the new phone the GoPro and the road they're like the main things that I've had I think I've had the ring light for a couple of years now but that's really irrelevant because the ring light um I paid 10 pound for uh, and then the stand that it that I've got with it is a Amazon basic kind of stand so that was 10 pound as well so 20 pounds on that uh, equipment is all right but I do feel like I probably need to get better with lighting. So that's one thing I'm going to be looking at at some point because I tend to look at these things in ebbs and flows. So that's kind of all of the technology that I've used um, in terms of hardware, things that would record um, and then on my computer, obviously, I would process various bits as well. And again, I can hear it um, just really climbing up the ranks making quite a bit of sound there um on my youtube channel i feel like what's going on there is really interesting because i actually have some thumbnails so by thumbnails what i mean is my thumbnails aren't the grabby type and that's one thing i maybe need to work on um is thumbnails across the board of different platforms so i don't do that for the generic um podcast kind of stuff but I could or maybe should um, but for every YouTube I do it and I've it's taken me time to get a kind of a template that looks like um, the pink and blue and black kind of colors and I think that again is something that has really come to its forefront this year so I'm looking at that thinking yeah that that's really kind of happened this year one of the things that I am seeing is that I'm still delivering these workshops and sessions for social enterprises and a couple of those videos online have been made where I've changed location so one thing that I've experienced throughout 2022 was that I'm really happy with my my living room space and having the gray wall um, in the background you might have experienced that in other videos um, but the grey wall is just very basic and it's out of the way of the light. It allows me to get my ring light on and have that light that I can coordinate and control. And it's quite dull, um, but I can have space so I can add stuff. Uh, but it's just, yeah, there's nothing really to it. But I don't think I need anything fancy. Unless if you go over to watch YouTube and you realise that actually everyone around there has very interesting backgrounds and what they've got is something similar to um what i have on some videos where i've got this kind of 
I've got the rest of my living room and I don't always want that. Uh, and I'm always nervous about that. So if you feel like um, you're watching this YouTube, the, if you're watching the video version and you're kind of going, okay, this is really good. Um, and that's nice to have it in the living room. Then let me know if you're li listening on podcast and you record your podcast in the living room for a particular reason, um, other than you don't have any of the space, then, you know, I share your pain. Um, but it's maybe not pain. It's just a beautiful space that you want to be in. And that's the space that you've got. And I think a lot of people had that in the year 2020 and launched a lot of their things. Um, so I've still got that kind of hack mentality almost. Um, what's needed, what's very basic and simple. Uh, and let's go with that and then build things up as you go along. Um, looking at some of my content. So if I go to my YouTube content, um, what I'm looking at is the fact that I've only just had um, monthly updates um, in the last couple of months. But for podcasters, if, you're, if you've not heard any of my stuff, then you should really go back because podcasting it has been my lifeline in the sense that where I've not created video, I've found it difficult to take from the video, take from the audio, and then put that into, and even um, once I've got my phone, to take from the phone and find a way to put that into that has been a real challenge. So that's kind of where the, the magic happens is on the computer, but the time that I have isn't plentiful. So I've found it difficult. And I know that you're supposed to put time in. So I think that podcasting for me has been a lot easier in terms of creating um, bits of content. And because it's easier, it's meant that I've sat down at times exactly like what I'm doing right now, where there isn't a huge plan or an agenda, but I have a rough idea of the things that I want to say. And, and today's just about getting a re rounded review of the things that I think have helped me in the past year, but there'll be notes of things that I might want to change in, in 2023. So I thought this might be of use and helpful. And again, one of the things that I've learned is to ask you for feedback. So if you feel like this is relevant and this is helping you or that you've got support and advice to give me, then please do share. Um, let me know because I'm always uh, kind of growing and trying to get better at certain things. And what I found is that um, I have tools that replace each other and I'm always finding new tools. So this is really, really interesting. Um, and I love using technology to communicate, but creatively as well as the content and trying to figure out what's there. I think time-wise this year, I've struggled with creating actual content that um, had time for it to be considered authoritative um, and really rank well because it's really good. Uh, and I've kind of focused more on stuff that I want to do. Um, and I think that that's the way it should be done. But online, that is not the way it's done. Um, everybody does their own bits and they make it rank, they make it relevant for audiences. And I feel like I want to show you my journey and I want to be myself and I shouldn't really be ashamed of myself. Um, so again, like getting used to doing it in a room instead of on a gray wall is um, a big, big leap for me and a bit of a challenge. One of the things I used to do with podcasts, again, where it helped me grow was 
the the ability to not have that video or to edit or to figure that out because that process took longer so being able to sit and record and just hit the publish button or schedule ahead and just feel like I was being myself was a very good confidence boost. So in 2020, really early on, I remember thinking, okay, this has worked out for me. And um, I, I think I can do podcasts. And it's something that I've actually consistently done. So because I've consistently done it, it's meant that I've got regular content on um, the podcast uh, world. So when I say podcasts, um, what I mean is anchor.fm. Uh, which is a great platform that allows me to then publish my work. So you've all got it on Apple or on Google or on Spotify. And for me, Spotify tends to be my favorite place to be. Um, but looking back, that one of the other things that I did with podcasts was to consider taking some of those bits and monetizing it. So some things you need access to because you need to subscribe to that particular bit of content. And that's what I'd like to happen in the future, but I feel like I still need to just be myself. And I think, again, that's just something that I see in other uh, podcasters and YouTubers is that they deliver re relevant content, but they also have elements of themselves in that. And what I'd see generically is that if you take away the personality, all of the videos on YouTube are actually very much the same because they're formatted to meet the needs of the Google algorithm rather than um, what the audience needs and what I need. I, I think there's a real tricky balance there. Uh, that's something that I've wanted to challenge and battle over, but I've kind of ignored and I've tried to just be myself, really. I want to come back to why I keep focusing on that. It, um, being yourself is because I think that's one of the biggest barriers that anyone has when they do um, any bit of content planning. And I speak to a lot of social enterprises uh, throughout the year. There's last year in the year 2022, sorry, this year, in the year 2022, there were five, maybe six grouped sessions so I uh, of workshops that I run. So a session, a block would be six courses uh, as one lot. And I've done that six times in the year. And that's really been um, really interesting because I see the same sort of patterns. And a lot of it is part digital marketing tools and that. But there's lots of people already making content like that. And this is where I'm finding it hard to kind of say I'm different because the difference here is I'm human and I deal with social enterprises that want to make the world a better place. And actually they have told me that they feel um, it's hard to do marketing and to, to not do it as a full-time job, but to dip in and be able to do it effectively, uh, be comfortable and confident in delivering that content. And that could be blog posts, it could be video, it could be anything, but to own that and to make it your own, and to do tone of voice, which is part of branding and digital strategy, and to get that tone of voice, especially if it's not personal, but it's a brand tone of voice, then that's different to your personal tone of voice. And a lot of social enterprises, and you might feel this if you're a business, uh, particularly a small business, is that you tend to get this idea of brand, and there's a battle there between the brand being a business, but it's tied to a person, often the owner, and then you, you kind of 
have the owner speaking out and, and talking about this stuff, but then trying to make it so it's directed at their business model. And that's often a question that's quite interesting. And I think for me, what I've tried to do is just completely ignore the business and and just focused on being human and talking about the stuff that I think is a, needs to be addressed and talked about and that I hear so often on various courses. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how and why I've focused more on the authenticity that's required. What's really quite strange and ironic is that where I kind of jump quite quickly into technical um, and into the geekiness and why I love digital is because the things that we're talking about when we talk about um, just being yourself and being comfortable and knowing the tools and getting to know them is because those things take time and people need a bit of hand-holding and showing the way in how to do those things. And that's totally fine and that's understandable. Um, but there's this kind of leap then where people kind of break because they've now got to do something technical. And I think I see, um, I hear things in a different way. So for example, a moment ago, when I was talking about being yourself, the reason why I focus on that is because I would normally jump into the Google algorithm, which directly now does say more than it ever did used to. Before in the Panda and the Penguin updates, um, it didn't say as much. They were kind of like, hooks on trying to understand the business and brands but now there's a definite clause of there needs to be trustworthiness and authenticity and engagement levels and you need these to be able to rank because we want to know that the content is relevant and is needed by the audience and that's what google wants that's the way it's speaking to us so it wants to champion you um obviously it's got a business model in mind in there as well but at the same time, it's trying to make the creators be authentic and force them to be authentic because then if they are good and authentic and the content is relevant, then you would get something really special. So this year has been interesting in terms of piecing together this hardware, but also to relate some of the the technical stuff and to my audiences as I deliver um, these sessions. I think... The next thing that's kind of screaming out for me is um, one of the tools that I found most recently um, called Descript. And what's really interesting is that I used to use OBS a lot. Uh, and OBS was really, really great. So what I'm going to do is pull up the... I'm going to find the Descript logo and we know what it looks like. So what's really interesting for me is that um, we've got... this idea of what a tool is and how we might do it and that's that's all fine and well but at the same time with obs in particular for me i found streaming the thing that i wanted to do but then i realized that the video quality wasn't great which is why i got the gopro and now it kind of doesn't always get used as a webcam so i tend to do it in this way where it's segmented and different and that's kind of quite tricky but in particular when OBS is quite intensive on the graphics processing unit. So in the GPU, in the graphics processor, it is quite intensive for some reason because obviously it's doing a lot. And I think the, the MacBook can and should be able to deal with that, but it hasn't necessarily. 
Uh, and I felt like the white noise and that hissing of the fan has come out again. And that, that's kind of one of the problems that I felt. So I think with a few technical issues like that, not getting the right kind of quality is where I've been stuck. And it might be that you take the, the real honest advice that I give that I think is relevant is don't worry about the quality of it. You need to get stuff done. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, but now I am worried about the quality and I feel like I'm getting less done because I worry a lot about the quality and I'm switching between different tools. And the one tool that I thought I had found was Descript. Descript is really good because it's kind of an all-in-one, so it allows you to uh, record and record your screen and your camera at the same time, but put you in the corner, as well as just do a video recording or a screen recording. It can also take the transcript of when you speak, so as it records your audio, it converts that into text, which is so helpful. It's a lifesaver. I think one of the great things there is that it can also potentially publish your work to um, YouTube. You can look at the timeline and edit those words out, but it edits your video at the same time, which is like mind-blowing that all of this can happen in one place. You can then export this and you can export it as a, a video file or straight to YouTube or even just as an MP3. So there's real strength in using this tool. And essentially for me, it's done a lot more than what OBS does. Um, so for me, OBS was great, uh, but it's probably still stuck at where it's at, which is more of a streaming platform service, uh, whereas this really does capture certain things. And I don't need to stream because what I could do is find myself using the hit record now button, in which case Descript does this for me. The only problem that I've come out across in Descript is that it also does the same thing OBS does. So it's now saying, oh, we need to have you process more because you're processing a lot. So our temperature is going to go up. Then the fan comes on and we get all of these issues. I think that this is a really fun way of working. And I love finding those things out um, with the hope that I will find one tool that actually does work. And I think Descript is a tool that I will adopt, that I've discovered and used. But I think that it will take time to get certain bits of that correct as well. One thing that I have used and disused is um, the use of Hubstack, which is like a newsletter or a place where your community can come together. So actually a little bit more than a newsletter, but it's also um, a rival to Patreon. Patreon is wonderful and I have got one, but I have slowly kind of stopped using it. And the reason for that is because I created and forged a particular grouping called the Digital Summer Camp 2022. And in that intensive one week, we covered everything that we needed to. And when we did, it was really good. And I felt like I needed to give them a potential hook. So um, the hook was there uh, and it wasn't taken, which is fine because we've tried something that um, doesn't work. And, and then now to kind of realize, actually, I, I need it to work a different way was the thing that I needed to do. So I've been able to do that work. Uh, and now I know that it's not quite the right, perfect sort of thing to use. Um, and that's all right. I think that this is what we need to do. <coughs> I think for me, I need to now look at what content is being delivered and the consistency of it. 
one of the biggest things that I've seen about my behavior um, when creating content is that there's lots of support and advice and lots of things you can learn online. Finding my feet and then having the technology has meant that I am able to actually do this stuff. But I still have that thing that I identify with social enterprises where I bring myself to it and I socially, emotionally kind of go, I now have to do this or it's last minute. I really, really need to get it out. And I think that's really tricky because actually what a lot of places would tell you is that it doesn't matter. Like you could plan everything out and we could do the planning and then we can do a bit of this work and a bit of that work. And then when it comes to recording, we can have a day of recording, nail it, get it out and get it done. And that's what we could do. But do we do that? No. Why, why don't we do that? Because actually what's needed is for us to kind of say, okay, I'm human and I can't do all of that. I'm not feeling it today and I can't think about that particular topic because it's not needed. A really good example of this is when I said to my summer cohort, look, let's get on it and do Christmas planning. I'm sure they were not in their heads, but I bet they all didn't do it because it was summertime. When would you do Christmas planning and Christ Christmas content plans? You would do them in November or last minute in December because that's when you feel it and it's real. And there's some stuff that only comes out to you then, as well as that disbelief and you don't want to look at Christmas in summer. So number of things going on there, but essentially we can look forwards. And I think I have fallen into that trap. One thing that I've done recently that I'm sort of pleased about um, is that I've got YouTube shorts and in YouTube shorts, uh, what's happened is that I have somehow managed to get myself um, just a massive amount of uh, interactions. And I don't know how, but somehow a lot of people have been watching some of my shorts. When I say a lot of people, I mean under 2000. And I mean, for me, I'm just shocked that that many people do listen to um, my YouTube channel. And I mean, that's, that's great that that's happening, but it made me realize actually is happening, you know, let's do this. And what we can see is that the impact it's made on my channel is massive, absolutely massive. Um, so if I look on the last 365 days from December 16th, actually let's, let's make it custom and let's just look at Let's just just look at um, January 22, right through to December the 14th, which it's obviously not done for me. So we'll just do 365 days. And what we can see is that I've got like, I'm going to be honest, I don't get that many views. But yet on one video, I did get 700. So that shocks me. Um, but what we're seeing is I don't get that many views at all. And it's just, there's nothing there. So me doing YouTube currently is just for fun. There is no need for me to do it because I have a little audience. Um, 
and some might say the same for um, the other stuff for podcasts. But if we look at the last 28 days, Actually, I think what just happened there was I was looking at the wrong the wrong data. So we're going to go back and we're going to have a look at the last 300 and something days. And I, I did think for a second I've got no views, um, which is a lie. And what we can see is that there's a blip, which I feel like um, 17th of July, it was when the brand guidelines video seemed to get watched a lot. And we had over 700 or so. Um, but other than that, we get a few views here and there. And then all of a sudden on the 10th of November, um, I posted a short. And what we can see is that in the last kind of 28 days, there's just the biggest kind of spikes. I mean, we can actually see blue stuff. Uh, and that's what's really weird is that you can see blue. Like, that's 158, that's 265, 319. I mean, there's stuff happening here. So this is really, really interesting because YouTube Shorts has really changed it and made me think, this is worth it. And I think the thing that might be interesting now is for me to then do little kind of um, areas where... I create mini series. So this is something that I might do in the new year um, more through 2023. And this this thing with the series is interesting because what it would allow me to do and what I've just done for the shorts is to make um, an eight-part series. So 15 seconds, eight of them, all about digital strategy from now leading up to Christmas um, 2022. And if that kind of works out and I go from the 1,800, which was yesterday, I've got 1,954. And if I go over 2,000 or I get to 2,500, these are real key kind of indicators to me to show shorts are working for me. Um, just that I've not got a full handle on it, but something is definitely there. Um, and actually, I've got news for you because in the last 28 days, I've officially just hit the 2K mark, uh, 2,000 views, which I didn't realize. Um, and that's 1.8 thousand more views than usual, which again shocks me because that fully implies that I've got about 2,000 views as normal. And that is not normal. I don't have that normal. So this year has been really big for me in terms of creating that content and confidence um, with podcasts first, then playing with YouTube, but then to discover shorts alongside the YouTube content, all of that being um, promoted in, in the healthiest kind of way. So the, maybe one of the things I could do is grow and continue to grow with YouTube and podcast. In particular, my goal would be YouTube. Uh, it would be nice to also um, redevelop my website too. So that, I feel like I've spoken for quite a long time and I didn't plan on what I wanted to say um, exactly. And I didn't plan anything about this. Um, it's rather ad hoc, but I wanted to focus on the, the, the equipment I've got 
uh, and some of the things that I've done that I thought were successful and try and dive into a few of the analytics. I feel like I've done that, um, but I've really done a good job of covering the tools that I've got through the year that I think have helped me. So please, this is your chance to hit the like button, subscribe, and to hear many more view, uh, views and versions of this. But also if you've got ideas for content you wanna see, then please do let me know. Um, podcast, YouTube video, whatever it might be, let me know because it's important. Um, so this might be it. This might actually be my last recording for this year. Um, thank you for being here. Please click another video, get watching some stuff.